Amen. Awesome job, worship team. Amen. It's good to see you back there, Macy. Good job, girl. Come on. Yeah. All right, guys. Man, we're starting a new series today uh, called or called uh, More Than a Song. I'm super pumped. Uh, this whole series is on on worship and on praise, uh, and we're going. And obviously, it's come on, somebody more. Help me out. It's more than a song. That's right. Give me a little more volume in mind, just a touch if you can. Um, before I get into that. Excuse me, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And in our give back boxes, listen, all month long, guys, write letters and things to Pastor Clinton and Ashley. Uh, tell them what they've done in your life and what they've meant to you. Come on, that's a good thing, amen? Uh, yeah, put $50 bills in there or uh, gift cards or whatever. But yes, all month long, we want to just love on uh, Pastor Clinton and Ashley. Amen, church. Can you give your hands together for them? <laughs> now I got to... I got to preface this, okay? Um, am I too far in front or what's going on with our, our hum here? Um, I, I, we're in this, this series on praise and you got to do a lot better than that when it's time to clap, okay? Okay? Can we agree? Okay. All right. That's, that's just an agreement. Um, we're, we're in this, this first week of this song, series, More Than a Song. We're going to be talking uh, very simply. It's called Practical, uh, practical Praise. Uh, obviously, guys, praise and worship is just that. It's Hello, 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 hello. It's, it's, okay, there we go. I think they about, am I too far in front here? Here we go. Uh, worship and praise, guys, it is more than a song, guys. Uh, we've done a disservice in our lives to God from time to time by, 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 by thinking that praise and thinking worship is about what happens up here. Come on, somebody. We've done a disservice to God um, thinking that it's about music or it's about an emotion or it's about the way the lights are set or what the background looks like or, or how long Aaron's hair is. Come on, somebody. Uh, we've done a disservice thinking that it's all that. Guys, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is work. Worship is a decision. Worship is your character. Come on, somebody. All right, so the, the, the literal definition of praise literally means express, to express warm approval or admiration. Say that. Say warm approval or admiration. Now here's the reality, y'all. We praise a lot of stuff in our life, don't we? We, we do. We praise a lot of stuff. Like, like maybe you praise, uh, like when, whenever someone shows up with a brand new Jeep or a brand new Harley, how many of y'all know I'm like, glory to God, that thing looks good. My goodness, look at that thing, man. Uh, yeah, I had a buddy bought a brand new, uh, brand new street glide. It was, it was a sweet bike. It was a CVO. It was awesome. And he said, well, man, take it for a spin. I said, uh-uh. He said, you want to ride? I said, no, because if I wreck it, then I got to pay for it. And I can't pay. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. Like, like praise is more. Yes, 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 we're going to praise God. But praise, guys, the definition of it is to express warm approval or admiration. So the truth is, we praise a lot of stuff in our life. Like, like some of y'all, you praise your neighbor when they, get, when they get a new outfit. Come on, somebody. Or a new haircut. Come on, somebody. Like, like, like we're expressing this warm approval or admiration for a lot of people. Matter of fact, my son's playing football, and, um, and my daughter's playing volleyball. And I have to be careful because I'm loud. Come on, somebody. And, and, and I'm, I'm on the sideline in football. Football's a good place for me to be because I can yell, and, and people don't try to kick me out of the gym. And, and he broke a few tackles and had a real long run. And I'm running down the sidelines. Go! Go! Yeah, like I'm going nuts, y'all. I'm going nuts, man. I'm singing his praises as he's running. It was funny. People were like, you were more excited than he was. I said, you bet. 
you show right about that. I'm flipping out. And he's like, Dad, shh. You embarrassing mom. <laughs> Praise is for what he's done, but worship is about who he is. So we're going to be focusing today specifically on praise. So sometimes when I'm preaching and I'm talking about the goodness of God, God I want to give a little, a little moment, a little pause right here. And I say this phrase, I say, let's give God a five-second praise break. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, we're going to take five seconds, and we're going to thank God for what he's done. We're going to take five seconds, and we're going to put our hands together, and we're going to shout as we remember that, that, that he's got us a job, or that he provided food, or that we have health in our bodies. Like, when I say we're going to take a praise break, what I'm saying is we're going to take a little bit of time, and we're just going to get excited about who God is. We're going to get excited about what he's done in our life. Now, here's the reality. You do this in life, you just didn't know it. Like yesterday, we were in church in Nevada, and I bought a bunch of pizza for the team over there. And uh, um, I was paying for it, and the bill was like 140 bucks. And when I went to pay, it was down to like 90 bucks. Oh, y'all didn't hear it. <laughs> I took about a 30-second praise break, somebody. I was excited. I was like, glory to God, what happened? What happened? They said, we well, have to pay taxes. I said, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, no taxes. I took some time and was just excited. I took some time and I thanked them for all the discounts they gave us. I took some time and I thanked them for their service. The truth is, in my life, I took some time to have a praise break. Come on, somebody. So it's sometimes in service when we're getting excited about what God's doing. We'll take moments and we'll just have it. And we'll do that today, probably. And we're just going to take a moment and praise God for what he's doing in our life. Amen? See, the truth is, we sing songs in church because he's worth it. He, it prepares our heart to hear his word. The, the scripture says that we are to enter his courts with thanksgiving. To enter his gates with praise. That's exactly right. What he's saying is, and we'll get into this in the word a little more in a minute, but it's saying that we need to come in with praise on our heart, right? That we got to stir some stuff in us before we get the problem for a lot of us when we get to church. We get to church and we're like, bless God, JR, and they better do the right song today or I ain't giving them nothing. Right? Like, now, we don't say that, but we're like, man, if, if that thing hums one more time, I can't even hit. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Like, like, we've made praise about all this other stuff. And the truth is, he's saying, with, he's saying that, listen, when I get up and I'm coming into church, I've decided within myself that I'm going to bring some praise. Come on, somebody. That I'm not waiting for the worship leader or for the drummer or the keyboard player to hit some notes. Like, I'm coming with an expectancy of what he's done in my life, and I'm going to express it. We got something in the room. Uh, there's a thermometer and a thermostat in the room. Y'all know what the difference is? A thermostat, a, thermo, a thermometer reads temperature. A thermostat sets temperature. The problem for a lot of us is we got a bunch of thermometer praises. Come on, somebody. That if everything's right, we're going to go, okay, I'll give him this. Okay. <laughs> But, but the truth is you are called to be a thermostat. You're not called to wait till you get here and hope everything's right. He's saying, I need some people before they ever get to church to begin to think about what I've done in their life. To begin to thank me for their children. Thank me for their school. Thank me for their friends. Thank me for the food on their table. Thank me for their, for their job. Thank me that they have a church to come to. Thank me that someone fought for their freedom so they could do it. He says the problem for a lot of us is you're a thermometer but you were created to be a thermostat of praise that's what he's saying that's what he's saying we're waiting 
on someone else to provoke us. But the word says you're to come with praise in your heart. Matter of fact, it says shout to the Lord. He's saying to be expressive. To be expressive in this moment. Man, that it says shout to the Lord all you earth. It doesn't say soak. Not that we're anti-soaking in worship. But corporately, we got to shout. We got to let the world know what he's done. Amen? Come on, somebody. I love it. Matter of fact, praise has a way of, of, of it brings confidence to your heart. It promotes faith in your life. And it, it builds unity among the believers. That's what praise does. Praise has a way, guys, of changing the atmosphere. Matter of fact, the word says to bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. What's a sacrifice? How many y'all? How many y'all go to go to work or go to school because you love going to school or work? Really? No. Okay. There's there's a couple of you. There's one of you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Like, like most, I had a job that I hated, guys, and I would get I would be sick on my day off because I had to go to work the next day. Come on, somebody. You ever been there? Like that's real. I'm not even lying. Like I'd be driving home and I'd be talking to my wife and I'm like, oh gosh. She's like, you okay? I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. She's like, why? I was like, because I got to work in the morning. Is it anything bad? No, it's just a normal day. I just hate it. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, I hated it, right? But, but the reality was, I realized that, that my wife, she had an affinity to electricity. Or, or maybe water. Come on, somebody. Or food. Or, or a roof over her head. For whatever reason, she wanted to be selfish and wanted me to make sure that she had a place to sleep. I don't know what that's about. Therefore, I sacrificed. Come on, somebody. I sacrificed. See, it's saying when he says that we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. It's saying that I'm coming and my life may be falling apart, but my God isn't. And I'm going to give him a sacrifice. It's saying that when there's sickness in my body, I still, I'm still going to praise him for he, because he's already paid the price for me to be healed. So I'm giving him a sacrifice of praise. It's saying that when I got more month than money, I'm coming in and I don't feel it, but I'm choosing to give him a sacrifice of praise. I'm thanking him that he's given me the ability, come on somebody, to, to, to cause increase in my finances. See, when it says that we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house, it's saying, even when I don't feel it. Which is tough, because we've, in our culture, in, the, in our Western culture, I've been in other cultures, I, I preach in all over the world, and in, in, in our Western culture, we've made praise about an emotion. Man, listen, I was in India, and they were singing songs, and I couldn't understand a word of it. But you know what I could tell? They were praising. Come on, somebody. See, we've made praise about this emotion and about it, what it does for me. Come on, somebody. But the truth is, praise is all about him. That's what praise is about. Let's look at Acts chapter 3, 1 through 11. Now, Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer. It was about the ninth hour, and there's debate about what time of day, probably noon, that it actually was. Go back to verse 1. I'll bounce you along today, uh, Lord. <laughs> now, Peter and John, they were going to the temple. They were on their way to church. But see, Peter and John and these dudes that had a real encounter with Jesus, they understood something that, like, we got to work on. Like, like, they weren't just going to church because it was Sunday or because it was time to pray, y'all. They were going to church with an expectancy in their heart. Like, as they're walking, they understand that they were called to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. Come on, somebody. They were on their way already singing praises. 
places on their way already looking for opportunities for God to use them in their daily life. So as they're going on their way, they're already, the word says, to put on the garment of praise. They're already have praise on their heart. Praise was their covering and praise was on their lips. They were living on purpose. They were the thermostat ready to see some things changed in their life. Verse 2. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that's called Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those who were entering the gate. He was lame. Notice this, he's lame from his mama's womb. Now, I don't know in life what has happened that has caused you to stop short of going through the gate. I don't know what's happened in your world that's caused you, uh, like this lame man, to stop short of everything God has called you to do. But the truth is, it may have started in his mama's womb. Come on, somebody. He may have been lame. That may be all he's ever known, but it doesn't have to end there. Meaning, meaning it may be bad, but it, but it doesn't have to stay bad. It, if it ain't good, come on, somebody. It ain't over because he works all things for the good of those who love God and are called in to his purpose. See, this lame man had bought a lie that said his life was going to be continually being short of what God had called him to do. He had bought into this lie that his life was going to be short, uh, that his life was going to be nothing more than begging. Come on, somebody. Truth is, a lot of y'all got that lame man praise. You begging to get through God in heaven. Someone didn't hear it. Some of y'all got that lame praise. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I pray. Oh, I hope I can make it through the week. Oh, God. God, please. God, y'all hear me today. A lot of us, we've got this lame man praise that is begging God to do something he's already paid the price to do. I need someone to know. My kids, when they get up in the morning, my, my daughter or my son Benny, um, they don't come to me. My, my kid, my, Chloe doesn't come to me and say, Daddy, can I please have a cup of water today? Why? Because she knows that Daddy's already paid the price. I feel like preaching. Daddy's already paid the price so the electricity could work to cause the well to work so that all she has to do is lift up on the faucet and water starts to come out. See, the reality is Daddy's already paid the price and the miracle is at her fingertips. Come on, somebody. The problem is, though, we begging God to do something that he's already caused us to have be able to walk in. The truth is we got that lame praise. We got that begging praise. But listen, praise isn't begging. Praise is bragging my God for walking in and saying I thank you that you healed my body I thank you that you bring promotion to my life I thank you that I feel depressed but I'm bragging because you caused me to walk in hope come on somebody I think this lame man bought into a lie that his praise had to be the equivalent of a situation and praise isn't begging y'all praise is bragging come on somebody praise isn't begging him Praise is bragging on him. Come on, somebody. Look what it says in verse 3. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Verse 10, we'll go ahead and jump. We'll stop there. This lame man laying there looks up at Peter and John, holds his hand out. He says, hey, can you help me? And they don't really respond to him. But I begin to think how true this is in our life, that we're trying to get blessed 
by someone else's sacrifice. That we're stopping short and we want to be blessed by what they do at 10 a.m. See, the truth is, if when you get here at 10 a.m. in an empty stage is all you see, it should not affect your praise. Come on, somebody. Because listen, if an empty stage is all you see and you are unable to praise because of it, your praise has nothing to do with God and everything to do with the leader. Come on, somebody. So your praise is not to him, but it's to them. And that's the challenge in the church today. If all you see is an empty stage, it doesn't matter because you decided to bring a sacrifice of praise entering into his courts. You're a thermostat, not a thermometer. This lame man in this setting of scripture it was all about who was doing what for him it was all about if the lights were right it was all about if the speakers were humming or not come on somebody that's what it was all about look at what verse 4 says and Peter directed his gaze at him we're going to go through verse 6 and so did John and they said hey look at us and he fixed his attention on them expecting to receive something from them verse 6 and Peter said, listen, I ain't got any money, but what I do have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, get it more. So you have this, this I call it the awkward moment where you stare. Like all the, all the dudes in the house, what do you do if you make awkward eye contact with another dude? You curl your lips like this, and you nod. <laughs> it's true. Just watch. Watch your boyfriend. Watch your husband. You walk in on the mall, and he looks at someone, and the guy looks up at him. He's, he'll, every time he'll go. Especially white people, if we look, if we if we make eye contact with a dude of an, that's another ethnicity. Come on, somebody, it's real bad. It's real awkward for us. You know what I mean? Like that's what's going on here. Like he's walking down the th- and they see him and they're like, <laughs> like like it's it's the way we say. Look, I was looking, but I wasn't staring. If you know what I mean? Like yeah, I saw you, but I wasn't like I wasn't looking at you. Know what I'm saying okay. Am I making it awkward yet? <laughs> They directed their gaze. And the layman's like, oh, you want to bless me? And, and in this setting of scripture, you want to come play that organ? Yeah, come on, somebody. In this setting of scripture, they look, they look at this layman, and, and they have this awkward, like, confrontation. And the layman says, oh, look, you're going to give me something. And in this, sec, in this moment of praise, Peter and John say, I'm going to give you something, but it's not what you thought you needed. Come on, somebody. He says, look, I don't have any money for your situation, but what I do have can give you the opportunity to change your forever. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, give up and walk. See, praise, when you have an attitude of praise, when you enter his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise, it ca- praise causes you to see in other people what they don't even see in themselves. He walks up to this lame man and he says, look, silver and gold, I ain't got it for you, but what I do have, I give you. Get up. That's what he says and that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. You, you guys, look at what happened. This guy in 8 through 10, look at 8 through 10. It says he gets completely healed. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk. When did the miracle happen? When did the miracle happen? The miracle didn't happen, I feel like, until he landed. Because that's faith. Faith isn't, ooh, I feel something happening in my legs. Come on, somebody. 
Faith isn't, oh, I feel something in my emotions. Because see, this layman was operating on something that he didn't understand. Ah, come on, somebody. And see, he was operating on something he didn't understand, meaning he had faith before he ever had a feeling. So as as Peter and John pull this dude up as they yank him up. It was as he's in the air, he has no idea what it's going to feel like because he's been lame from his mama's womb. But when his feet hit the ground, faith. See, the truth is, faith caught him, not a feeling. There was faith before he felt it. He didn't know what it was like to walk, but he was leaping. There was evidence of change. Man, people in the crowd, verse, go, go ahead, verse 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, 10 and 11, and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what he said and what had happened. While they clung to Peter, or while he clung to Peter and John, all the people, utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon. It's crazy. There's a few things as I'm trying to get to a close what we see. First, praise is an evidence of change. They knew him as the lame man, but they're watching him as a crazy man. See, the truth is, guys, your praise isn't always going to make sense to everybody else because they don't understand what's happened to you. They don't understand what God has done on the inside of you. When God does something in you, not everyone is going to understand it, but it doesn't change the fact that there's evidence. Come on. Like, for instance, you ever, you ever like, friends on social media that go on a diet, and it works for, like, a week and a half, and they don't shut up? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? Come on, somebody. You're like, shut up about your diet. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's good. It's good. But it's true. Why are they excited? Because there's evidence of change in their life. See, you don't have to understand the motivation. You don't have to understand the why or the what or even the how. The truth is in their life, there was evidence of change and they just want to tell someone about it. My friends, that's what praise is. It's when God has done something in your life and you just want to tell someone about him. Come on. It's because of what he's done and the way he did it to you. You can't hold back. There's evidence. There's just evidence. The next thing we see is there is an expression. Some could say that there was warm approval or admiration. Praise. There was an expression. Listen, the reality is you ain't got to be like me. Don't want you to be. There's not enough of, there's not enough room if we were all like me. We'd be tearing stuff up. Right? But there has to be some expression because of the evidence of change in your life. I was talking to a worship leader one time, and they said, you know, I was listening to this sermon, and in this message, this guy said, uh, your expression of worship should be like what happens if you won the lottery. And everybody would shout if they won the lottery. I said, I don't agree. I know people. Like, I, now, if me, yeah, I'm going to shout. Come on, somebody. I'm going to go nuts. That's who I am. But I, I'm, I'm loud when I take out the trash. You know that. But there's other people 
Some of y'all, Jerry, hands up. Here's what's going to happen if Jerry wins the lottery. He's going to go, huh, I just won the lottery. And then his next phrase is going to be, let's build a church. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Here's my point. Our expression is different. Why? Because it's our expression. Like me, I'm be waving. When I was learning to play the bass, our stage was smaller than this. Can you imagine, y'all? Smaller than this. And I was playing the bass, and I wasn't any good, but I loved to worship. And I'd be swinging like this, and I, the worship leader was leading, and I hit him right in the back of the head with the end of the bass. You know I blamed it on him. I said, well, quit leading so good. Come on, somebody. Remember, guys, that, that, that yes, what God did for you, it was personal, but it was never intended to be private. You should have an expression of praise. Right? It just kind of, like when something bad in your life happens, you express it through anger or crying or shouting. Or like something exciting happens, you, you express it through smiling or, or joy. Like I've, I've done a lot of weddings. I've never once talked to a bride as they're walking down the aisle and they were like, oh God, what have I done? <laughs> Maybe after. No, I'm just kidding. I've never once talked to a groom that was like up there and like throwing up and saying, I don't want to do, right? They're, they're expressing their joy in the moment. See, we, we were created to be expressive. So in your worship, even if all you can do is clap off beat, right? One and the three, and you should be the two and the four. Come on. Like, like even if all you can do, like, it's okay. They'll figure it out on their end. You just express what God has done in you and through you. Matter of fact, did you see what it said, how he expressed it? It said he was walking and leaping and praising God. Did you know it's a, it's a progression? You ever seen a baby walk for the first time? It's hilarious. They look, they, they, they look like they're inebriated. They do, right? Because they walk like this. They walk with their hands out and they're like, like this right here and it's hysterical. You guys know what I mean? Why? Why do they walk like that? Why don't they have swag when they walk? Because they've never done it before. This lame man, like we picture, like he got up, he jumped up and he landed and he's like, oh yeah, all right, man, let's go, let's go. No, 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 he probably was like, what are do with my arms? I don't know, I've never walked. Or was he like, like the thriller video? We don't know. We don't know what he did because he had never walked before. And I promise you at some point as he was learning to swing his arms or whatever he did, as he was doing whatever, as he was trying to figure out what walking looked like, it was really awkward. Why? Because he had never walked before. Why is it awkward when you begin to praise? Because you've never done it before. And you're like, gosh, what do I do with my hands? Some people do this and some people do this and and I don't know what to do with my arms come on somebody I've never done it before but as you get comfortable with just expressing it however you express it all of a sudden you find yourself in a moment of thanking God for what he's done not caring who else is in the room because you've there's evidence of change in your life and then what happens next is there is an obvious expression of that praise and for a little while it's awkward but then it becomes completely natural There was a time in this man's life that you would have never known he was lame. As you praise, it'll become so natural 
when you share your testimony with people, they'll never believe you were lame at one point, spiritually and emotionally. They won't believe it because of your expression. The next thing we see is edification. There's evidence. There was an expression because of the evidence. And it says, all the people were amazed. And it says, together they ran. Can I tell you that your praise brings unity in the body of believers? It says they all, in verse 11, ran together to Solomon's portico. It's crazy. That yeah, your praise, it may be your expression, but as you're authentic in that expression, it builds unity in the body of believers. And not only that, but it encourages your neighbor, and it encourages the worship team, and it encourages your pastor, and it encourages your spouse and your children. And all of a sudden, everybody around you is encouraged in their walk with God. 2,000 in Acts 3 people show up. You didn't hear that. 2,000 people show up. Why? Because one man dared to do a praise break. There was a lot of them going to church and a lot of them going to the store that day. And a lot of them, they were babysitting that day and a lot of them were going to work that day. But as they saw this evidence of change by an expression, they were edified and they said, I have to see what is going on in his life. And they ran. And Peter stepped up knowing there's 2,000 people there. And he says, well, let me tell you what happened. Peter said, I was on my way to church, but I was a thermostat, not a thermometer. Because if I was a thermometer, I would have avoided the lame man. Come on, somebody. I would have avoided the hard situations. But I already had a praise on my heart and a praise on my tongue. And I looked at the lame man. And I saw something in the lame man that he didn't see in himself. And it caused faith to rise up in me. And I yanked him up. And when his feet hit the ground, he was caught by faith, operating on something he didn't understand. And then he began to take a few steps. And that few steps turned into a few jumps. And a few jumps turned into a few shouts. And he began to run all over the city. And all y'all showed up. All y'all showed up edified or confused by his praise. Here's what praise does. Peter said, okay, let me tell you about the man that set him free. Praise always points back to Jesus. The Bible says in that moment, 2,000 more people. In Acts 2, 3,000. In Acts 3, 2,000. 5,000 people added to the kingdom. In this case, 2,000 people added to the kingdom. Because one man's praise went from begging to bragging. Can't help but think what would happen in your life if you quit begging and started bragging on God. What would happen in your family? What would happen in your job? What would happen in your school if you quit begging God to do something? And as you went, you started walking and leaping and bragging on who He is, bragging on what He's done, bragging that He'll do it again, bragging that if He did it for you, He'll do it for them, bragging and not begging what would happen if we brag and not beg